Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I am glad that you decided to tune in today and listen to the podcast, and I pray that something that is said today on this podcast will truly bless you. I am excited to be here today with a dear friend and a dear sister of mine, Minister Sarita Acker, today, and we're going to be talking about today believing, thinking, and speaking God's kingdom promises, and I am so excited about this because I am a firm believer of decreeing and declaring things and decreeing and declaring the words of the Lord. You know, Job 22 and 28 says that thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall be upon thy ways. And so that's just showing how when we begin to decree and declare the word of God, God's favor comes upon us and with us in order to answer the prayers that we have been praying. And so it's so important for us to make sure that we are praying God's promises and that we are decreeing his word, because when we decree our own thoughts and our own minds, a lot of times those things doesn't get answered, but God answers according to his word. And so with that being said, I am so glad and honored to have Minister Sarita Acker with us today. How are you doing today, Minister Sarita? (laughs) I am doing fantastic. I'm just so blessed to be able to be with you, my sister, and I'm excited about this interview. Yes, and I am just so glad uh, to have her a part of the interview. And like I said, I am just so excited. So we're going to go into her first book, talking about believing, thinking, and speaking God's kingdom promises. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to write this book? Well, actually, during COVID, I um, had a lot of time to spend alone, you know, by myself with the Lord. And I began to Uh, just see that a lot of people were getting discouraged, you know, based on the pandemic. And I would often ask the Lord whenever I came in contact with anyone, what is it that he wanted me to say? How could I, you know, encourage uh, our brothers and our sisters in the Lord? And I I just, you know, feel that he just gave me this believing, thinking, and speaking because there was so much negativity going on with the pandemic, so many things Mm -hmm. going on in the government, so many things going on with people losing their loved ones. And so, you know, that in those times, sometimes the enemy will, you know, try to steal our faith. So we definitely, we are believers, so therefore we must believe. And then if we believe on the thing, then I believe that we have to, you know, continuously think on it. And then when Mm -hmm. we come out of our mouth, life and death is in the power of the tongue. That is so true. And I don't think people realize that because if you speak something negative and you say, oh, I'm just tired, I'm just tired, I'm just tired, then you're going to find yourself being tired all the time. And so we have to be so careful 
about what we let come out of our mouths. So I agree with you 100%. Now, Amen. you know, I was, I, <laughs> and I was going through your book and, you know, just reading your book and looking through certain things and all of it just really blessed me. But there was a particular section in your book on addictions. And I know that many people are suffering with addictions and going through a lot of things that they feel like that they're struggling with. But how can speaking God's word help um, a person get over their addictions? Well, I believe that there again that life and death is in the power of the tongue, and I I firmly believe that ever whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so mm-hmm. we know that all of that together with believing God, I believe that um, this will help a person move towards their uh, you know journey of getting over their addictions. Um, I you know a lot of times when you find that people are addicted to whatever it may be alcohol whatever the the, the thing may be that they're addicted to it's all about talking it out and being firm in your mind that you de- you know that you desire to uh, you know uh, stop the addiction and I believe that the strongest way to do that is the power of God so you know in that section that you're talking about. It talks about how there are many different addictions. There's substance abuse, there's sexual sin, there's gossiping, Mm. there's shopping, there's working, there's lying, there's technology, whatever the addiction, God has a way of escape. And I was reminded that, you know, what I wrote is that you submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. And it Mm -hmm. also goes on to talk about how you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And so to me, the closer you get to God and the the more that you give it to him and you begin to speak those words of, uh, of, you know, that you have conquered it, I believe that that's when you'll come out of it. But you have to be firmly in your belief that you can do it because I always say you're not going to live any better than you believe. And so you have to be Mm -hmm. firm in that. And then Mm -hmm. you begin to speak it out. And I, and, I, and I have seen this in my life, so I know it to be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, Minister Sarita, sometimes I think that, you know, and one thing is key, you have to want to be free from your addiction. Um, you can believe that you'll be free, but you got to also want to be free. And if you believe that you're free and you want to be free, then all you have to do is begin to speak the word of God and decree and declare it and take the word in, you know, meditate on it, draw it into your heart and your spirit and allow God to transform you. You know, some people say, well, you know, I prayed about it, you know, and it didn't seem like it came to pass, but were you really wanted to be delivered from that addiction? And you got to be honest with yourself and say, am I ready to be delivered? And if you are, the power of the word of God will deliver you, but you got to accept that deliverance. Amen. I I certainly agree with you. It's all about what you're believing and what you really want to do. You know, faith Mm -hmm. without works is so dead. So you got to have that belief with the works, and you really got to be convinced in your mind, this is what I want to do in every situation. You know, we talk a lot, but application is continuing to do what God says, and then you will see the fruit of your belief and your speaking and your thinking. That is so true. That is so true. Uh, you know, we got to hold ourselves accountable and be willing to go through that deliverance process. So that is a great point. And I think that if we understand that, then addiction wouldn't, getting rid of those addictions that we have wouldn't be as challenging. But sometimes we hold on to those and make excuses. But God, he is there to deliver if we want the deliverance. 
Amen. Yes, he can, and yes, he will. But we have a part that we have to play. That is so true. So now, why is it important to speak the kingdom promises regarding our purpose? Well, you you know, when God uh, had in mind that he was going to create uh, heaven and earth, I mean, but let's just let's just go to earth. He spoke the world into existence. And so when you think about your purpose, you got to speak what you uh, feel that God is putting down in your heart and see it come into fruition. I was talking mm-hmm. to someone today, and I said, you know, over in Habakkuk, he said, write the vision, make it plain. But you also got to speak it out your mouth, and you got to visualize it. So to me, <laughs> uh, a lot of things that I have seen, I, and a lot of things, a lot of the blessings that I feel like I'm living in right now, if I go back and look back in the past, it was something that I prayed about and I spoke over and I believed and I thought about a lot. And it's not magic. It's just the way God operates. He wants us to have mm-hmm. faith. He says if we don't have faith, it's sin. So first of all, we got to believe in him no matter what we see because we walk by faith and not by sight. But even beyond that, we got to think. And he said, you know what? Uh, he said, you know, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is good report. He said, keep your mind on him and he'll keep you in perfect peace. So all of that, it kind of works together. And then, you know, you can really tell how somebody, what they're really all about if you just listen to them. What are, what are they mm-hmm. talking about all the time? Mm-hmm. What, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you spend some time with me and you're like, okay, so let me just get, spend some time with, you know, Minister Sarita, you know, and you and I talk, whatever is my topic of conversation and I'm just going over and over again, that's probably what I, what I think about a lot. It's probably got a lot to do with what I, what I believe too. So, you know, all of that works together. and We don't have to make it complicated. It's just that simple. That's so true. And, you know, I am a firm believer, and even in my book, Biblical Prayer Affirmations in the book, I am a firm believer of speaking the word. And I'm also believing um, that when you speak God's word, God's word will manifest. And you have to set your atmosphere up for prosperity, for production. You have to set it up. And you can't afford for what God desires to do in your life to be counseled out because of negativity. And I'm so I'm so firm on being careful about surrounding myself with those that speak positive, those that speak um, hope, those that speak life, because life and death, as you said earlier, is in the power of the tongue. And so if we are constantly uh, decreeing death over situations, then we're going to constantly get discouraged. And so I'm always, even when I get frustrated in my mind and my heart and my spirit, and I want to say something negative, I'll close out first. I'll just, you know, say, you know what, hold up. And then I'll just say, but God, you're able. And then I just begin to speak because I understand and I've seen it happen that when you let something come out of your mouth, it does affect your atmosphere. You know, I, when I did my dissertation, I did that on speaking and your words and just interviewed people about how, you know, when they speak, you know, how much of it's come to pass and how much it hasn't. And it was over 50% on one area. When they spoke good, it came to pass. They saw it happening. And so it's scientific as well. When you let the power of your words come out, they're going to affect you. They're going to affect your family. They're going to affect your children. They're going to affect everything around you. And so we have to be so careful that we make sure that our words are the words of God that are bringing peace, prosperity, health, and deliverance and not negativity. 
Uh, I was at uh, Sid Roth not too long ago, and I heard one of the the speakers that were there that was being interviewed that day, and she said, "Don't let you don't be the devil's prophet." You know, don't begin to confess and speak what the devil is saying and what he's saying, but be God's mouthpiece and begin to speak what he says. And so I I just agree with that wholeheartedly. Amen. You know, that is so powerful, and I want to believe, I want to continue to take that and use that because that's so true. <laughs> I want to say something about the negativity. You know, God is never negative. God is never negative. He says mm-hmm. we're more than a conqueror. Everything mm-hmm. that God said is about our life being more abundant. And one of the things that also that I did I realize about God is that he is correcting and he gives us instructions, mm-hmm. but none of that is negative. It means, you know, you may have to do something that you don't desire to do, but at the <laughs> end of good. the day, we know that it's still positive because God said all things are going to work together for our good. And, you know, and also I I found, I want to go back to something else that you said also. I found out, like, even if I'm uh, really angry and if I speak something with strong belief, I mean, good Mm -hmm. or bad, uh, it will come Mm -hmm. into fruition. So it's a couple that that believing like deep down in your heart, if you couple something that you really, really believe, and then you speak that thing out in the atmosphere, oh, you better go back and retract if you don't want that to come into fruition <laughs> because you spoke it with strong belief. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just want people to know. You just can't. That's why sometimes I believe I know that God says in the multitude of words, there is sin. So we got to be mm-hmm. careful if we just yappy, 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 yappy. You know, as a minister, I love to talk. I can talk all day. But God is really kind of, you know, telling me to be more of an active listener. And he already tells us to be slow to speak because you want to you be uh, precise. You want to be uh, on, on, on point when you get ready to speak something out of your mouth, especially if it's over your children, over your spouse, over your sister, over your brother, over your ministry, you want to really be precise. You don't want the enemy to use you and get you on an emotional roller coaster and you just saying <laughs> anything because you feel in some way. Because you know what, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel, you know, it is weak sometimes, but the spirit is willing. So I'm beginning to, even though I love to talk, sometimes I'm learning to how to kind of like slow it down and just be still and know that he is God. That is so true. If we could only realize, you know, what comes out of our mouth. I did this uh, example one time. I said, put your hand up to your mouth and, and talk. And every time you talk, you can feel the wind upon your hands. And I said, just think about that, about how your words affect the atmosphere. Something is coming out and it's shaping and changing your atmosphere. You know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, but he spoke. It, the Bible always said, often in, in Genesis 1, it said he said all throughout it said he said and when he said it it came to pass and we are created in the image of christ and so when we begin to speak then whether like you said whether it's negative whether it's positive you are creating something with your words and so we got to be careful so i i want to tell the listeners today just like Minister Sarita said, we've got to be careful about what comes out of our mouth. You know, take time to listen. Uh, don't let your emotions get in the way because your emotions can cause you to miss out on the blessings that God has for you. And, you know, now it's just something, you know, that I want to ask you and, it's, you know, it's kind of sensitive. Um, but I believe it needs to be addressed because a lot of people think it and they don't um address it or don't know how to address it but we've lost a lot 
of people during COVID-19, you know, and even through other illnesses, and they may have lost their faith and their belief that God is a healer. Um, Would you let us know why we should speak the promises over our health in regards to that? Well, I want to tell you, on yesterday I was uh, at work and I was walking down the hall and one of the ladies that was there um, said she was looking for me and she said to me that her father, uh, they had almost, you know, they were giving him up and he seemed like he was giving up and she was very distraught. And she asked me would I pray with her. And, you know, I'm just being, I'm going to be real. At first I was like, well, my goodness, she's already said that he is Mm -hmm. going to leave here. And but then the spirit prompted me and said, you know what, uh, regardless of what she is saying, you say what God is saying, because right now, of course, she's human. So she's feeling mm-hmm. and she's going by what she's hearing and, and so on and so forth. The reason why I wanted to go there, first of all, I want to encourage the saints and encourage everyone. You know, death is something that, that Jesus has already gotten victory over. But we must, you know, unless we're here when the rapture comes back, we all must go that route of dying a, a physical uh, death. And we don't know when our appointed time is. And I know sometimes we get angry and we get hurt when we lose loved ones and they're sick and we don't know what to do. And I, I don't want to try to act like, you know, we're so spiritual that we're not mm-hmm. human. We of the world, but, you know, we in the world, but we're not of the world. And so basically what I'm saying to you is, is that, yes, I understand that people are really discouraged by so many people being lost during COVID. I lost people that were very close to me. I understand. But what we have to do is trust God and know that our loved ones and even ourselves, God created us. And so if he decided to call them home, he's going to call us home one day too. Now, it may sound mm-hmm. like it's tough love, but it's the truth. I can't get mm-hmm. around it. And I, and I know it hurts, but I thank God that he is a comforter. And I thank God that if we live right, we will see our loved ones again. This is not it. This is not it. We have eternal life. But in the Amen. midst of all that, I think that dealing with it can uh, hinder or make you feel like, okay, why am I doing all this? And he took, you know, a family member. The only thing that I can say again is, is that we all must go that route. I don't know when my appointed time is. I enjoy this life that he had me on earth, and I, I want to be with my spouse and my children for a long time, but I don't get to make that decision. And I don't know about you, when it comes to the Lord, I feel like, He's in charge. And so who am I to question when he takes somebody? I I have to just say, Lord, I love you so much, and this hurts so much, but just give me the strength to get through. I'm not going to give up on you because something did not go the way I thought it should go. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a reason beyond that. I, I'm not, I, and I want everybody to know I love all, all God's people, and I want you to be comforted through that, but sometimes we must just speak the truth. I don't understand why so many people lost their lives during COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't understand those that, that, that left. You know, I don't know. I don't really have an answer, but I know that God has that, that, that power to do whatever he wants to do. But regardless of what he do, I'm going to be like Job. Though he slay me, yet will yes. I trust him. And yes. you know what? The Bible tells us, it tells us that even, it says over, it talks about how he would not have us ignorant, uh, that we would sorrow like one that has no hope. We have the hope of God. And you know mm-hmm. what? I, we love this life, but I don't know about you. I want to live forever. 
And I want to yes. live without all this pain that I have. And I just want to encourage somebody today. I'm, I'm going to just step out and just say, listen, my sister and my brother, I know you lost your loved one, and I know it hurts. But there's nothing that we can humanly do but just comfort you. But I want you to go to the comforter of all comforters, and I want you to let him know, Lord, this hurts. And I want you to go boldly to the throne of grace and tell him, Lord, I need help to get over this. I don't understand. The Bible says if you lack wisdom, oh, ask for it. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, everybody, 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 Pastor Watkins, must walk this way, but we know that we will live again. And and just hold on to the memories. Do, be, be good for them. Let their legacy live on. Let it build your hope more in Jesus. I don't know yes. why, but I, I tell you that he loves us and he won't do anything. He's not sitting up in the sky saying, okay, let me take this person so I can hurt mm-hmm. you. That's not the God we serve. We That's serve right. a God that loves us. He absolutely right. loves us. Amen. That's, That's so true. Really can I go back and just say this, though? The lady was in the hall, and I hesitated. I'm in the ministry. I've been in the ministry since 2009, and I hesitated, and I said to her, listen, God has the last say. This is what I said to this lady. I said, but we're going to pray for healing. And I said, but I'm going to just pray that God will give you strength to be able to be that person that promotes him in this situation. Now, whatever God's will, if it's his will that your father Mm -hmm. goes home, he will go. But nevertheless, Mm -hmm. while he's here, he ain't left yet. Love on him. Exhort Mm -hmm. God because he's going to be in a better place if that's what God desires for him to do. All sickness is not into death, but some sickness is. So at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we have got to promote God no matter what. He is a healer. In fact, he healed us so much. That's why we have eternal life. And so that's what I would say to you. Do not stop believing. Do not stop speaking. Do not stop, you know, thinking on God's word. Why? Because that is what he told us to do. And his word does not come back void. I don't care what you see. We walk by what we believe, not by what we see. That's right. Amen. Amen. And I agree wholeheartedly. You know, when you were talking about that, you know, some things we can't explain and it's going to happen, but we can't stop believing in God. You know, Elisha in Second Kings chapter 13, uh, verses 14 through 21, and when you get a chance, all the listeners, you know, read that. But a particular verse, it said, now when Elisha had fallen sick with an illness of which he was to die, and Elisha, he had did more miracles than Elijah, you know, people were being delivered, set free, um, all kinds of miracles were taking place, God was using him, but yet he died of an illness. It said he was to die. And so I had said, Lord, you know, you know, Sometimes we think and people say, well, if you sick, you might have got a sin. You need to forgive somebody, you know, da 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 But you don't, we don't understand all the ways of Christ. But it, it still said that Elisha still served the Lord. He still loved the Lord. And we won't understand everything. But like Minister Sarita said, we got to continue to hold on and trust in God because he knows the way and the path that we take. 
And so he trusted God even until the end. He did not complain. He did not worry. But he knew who his God was, and he knew that God was able. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they was in the fire furnace, they say, if he deliver us, he is still God. But if he don't, he's still God. And I think God wants us to have that type of faith and that attitude to believe that he can do all things. Why? Because he, he is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ask or think. So a powerful word of encouragement, powerful word of encouragement for the people. And I encourage you guys to take that to heart, what Minister Sarita said. And, you know, on that same path, you know, many people have dealt with betrayals, church hurt, you know, by family and friends who betrayed them, you know, and so many more. But there is a section in your book on forgiveness. And, man, I think this is so important, you know, Um it's important that we forgive. Now, how can we start the process, you know, of forgiveness? Well, first of all, I just want to tell you, I, I do believe that there's a mandate on me in the area of forgiveness. I've had to forgive a lot of things in my life. And actually, I have a second book that's coming out pretty soon, if it's the Lord's will. It's called I Love You and I Forgive You. And I, mm. I want to just um, encourage you. It's called Throne Talk. And it talks about wow. how... God, um, Jesus went to the cross and he said that he loved us and he forgave us. And he did that when we were yet a sinner. Uh, when we were in our mess, he forgave us and he said that he loves us. And, and it also when Jesus was here, he talked about in the fathers and our father, which are in heaven, that prayer, he talks about forgive me and their trespasses. And when you forgive them, I will forgive you. So forgiveness is not something that we get to choose about is something that is a mandate from God mm -hmm. because actually that was the thing that he did. He came and he forgave. I think that's the core of who we are. I mean, I just don't, I, the Bible says, how can you love God whom you've not seen and hate your brother who you see every day? But you know what? I, I'm just going to, again, I, I love to be real. I don't want to play. Mm -hmm. I don't try to play. So I'm real here. You know, forgiveness mm -hmm. sometimes is, is very difficult. And I believe that it's difficult. I, I was reading, I, I was listening to a, a minister, well, um, T.D. Jakes, and he, was, he, he showed a part in the Bible as I was listening to his uh, tape on forgiveness. He said that uh, you have to have the faith to forgive because uh, in, in, in this world, we're going to have trials and tribulations. We're going to have people that will offend us. Some offenses is just not somebody stepping on your toe. There's murder. There's incest. There's infidelity, there's betrayal, there's backbiting, there's so many, mm -hmm. I can't call them all. But personally, I have dealt with many hurts, you know, uh, incest and yes. uh, different betrayals, yes. you know, and so I understand, I understand how deep that can wound a person. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not going to take that for granted. I'm not going to even, I want to be slow about this answer because I, I really believe that God has a mandate for me to minister to people that have been through traumatic experiences that have hurt them to the core, that they're so deeply hurt that they don't even feel like they have the strength to forgive. And just, let's just be real, uh, there's some people mad at God because he let it happen to them. But I just want mm -hmm. to answer your question, and I want to say to you that forgiveness is something that is a process and that you have to, you have to ask God to help you. Every time I'm asked this, I'm reminded of Joseph. Joseph was thrown in the pit and left for dead by his brothers. And then after that, he got, he got in the prison and 
he was accused of raping, and then he had to went on from there, and people left him and forgot him. But then he got he got out, and he rose up to be governor. And during that time, uh, I was reading that one day, and the Lord said, Sarita, unless you can forgive the people and feed them when they're hungry, the people that have really backstabbed you and did wrong, then how can I raise you up to be governor? Because when you get in a position of being uh, of that, that magnitude, you got to learn how to, you know, shake stuff off and be fair. Mm-hmm. And don't begin to really think about it. And I feel like we do, we, forgiveness is for me so that I won't walk around bitter and mean. Forgiveness, when, when I forgive somebody, uh, Pastor, it allows God to step in because he said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And if you go back to that scripture in Luke, it says, you know what? He said, offenses will come. But he said, he said but woe to the person that, that brings the offense. So you know what? I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard for us to forgive because we wonder whether or not the person is going to get away with it. I'll give you the answer. No, you reap what you sow. No, they're not going to get away with it if they don't repent. Because when you repent, yes, his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. But if somebody does not, if somebody does something and they don't truly ask God for forgiveness, then how are they going to be getting? How are they going to get forgiven? The other part of that is that what what convicts me, Sarita, is that if I don't forgive you, then he ain't gonna forgive me. And personally, right. I need God's forgiveness. I need his forgiveness. I'll let him deal with you, but I'm going to do what he said. I'm not going to be so married to being mad at you that I can't forgive you because, listen, I'm just going to know you, and I, I, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to pray for you, but I'm not going to try to sit up here in front with you. It, it is a process. All this mm-hmm. that I'm seeing, it doesn't happen overnight. Don't let nobody tell you it do. You got to spend some time with him. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures evermore. So when you spend time with God, he will help you get over it. The last thing that I want to say here on forgiveness is that with Joseph. Let's go back to Joseph. Joseph forgave his brothers. It took him a minute because I think he went in there. He didn't tell them who he was. And then finally he said, you know what? The devil meant it for harm. He said, you might have went it for harm, but God going to turn around and make this good. But even more than that, when Joseph decided to forgive them, Pastor, the thing that he did, he named his first child Manasseh. He said, you know what? God has been so good to me. Manasseh mm-hmm. means, you know what? I have not remembered the toil of, my, That's of, right. my, father's house, of my, my father's house. What he was saying is that, you know what? When I decided to forgive you, I looked where God brought me. I looked at the fact that he brought me up out of the pit. Yeah, you might have meant it for harm, but listen, I'm governor. I'm, I'm feeding you now. So I just want to encourage somebody. Go on and forgive that person. Yes, it hurts. I don't care what it was. It hurt. It hurt real bad. It might have been rape. It might have been infidelity. It might have been a lot of stuff. I can't call it all out. But I guarantee you, and I ain't, I, I'm not the Lord. I'm just one of his servants, that if you forgive, oh, my God, he's going to take care of you. You're going to name your yes, baby Manessa. You're going to name him mm. Manessa because you're going to say, what well, you know what? God is so good to me, honey. Hey, what you did to me, all I did was grow. <laughs> yes, all I did yes. was grow. All I am is mm. better. 
Go on, take yes. your, your best shot. I'm better now, honey. So I just I, yes. I love to talk about forgiveness because it's one of those subjects that we don't want to talk about. We want That's to shout. Right. We want to speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. We want to we want to lay our hands on people and no good and darn well. You got unforgiveness <laughs> yes. in your heart. He say, listen, if you got a problem with me, you get that right. Don't even come to the altar. You know, don't come to the altar with it. Get it right with your brother. Uh, get it right. Hey, That's hallelujah, right. somebody. That's right. I'm sorry, That's right. right. I know I didn't went on the tangent. Honey, but I, I felt that. Somebody. Yes. Woo. Yes. Yes, and you know what? It is a process, like you said. You know, many of times, and even pastors, you know, me being a pastor and in ministry, you, honey, you have to learn how to let that stuff roll off. I remember one time and I had a situation where it had me on my couch for a week, you know, just crying out years ago. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, you know what? I don't want to get here again. I said, you, you help me this time, and once you get me from this process, you know, as we go through again, because as long as we are living on this earth, you're going to have an opportunity to forgive somebody because there's going to be something that happens that we're going to have to forgive. And there are going to be some times where we may do something that somebody has to forgive us for. And so I had learned through the process. I said, God, you know, when I get up to minister, when I get up to speak, I don't want to have any of the enemy in me. And so, Lord, you help me to forgive so that I'm able to have a clear mind, a clear spirit, and a clear heart. You don't want anything to keep you from your relationship with Christ. And so I encourage you today to listen to the words that the woman of God spoke today. There is forgiveness for you. There is a power of God that comes inside of you that will help you to be able to forgive. And you know what? Once you forgive and let that stuff go, you don't have to be stressed out. You don't have to be worried. All you have to do is cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So, my God, that was awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, you know, we've been encouraged through all the things that you have been saying and everything that you've been talking about. And we're getting ready to close out this broadcast, but I want to ask you a few more questions. And what encouraged you to do the declarations on racism? Can you tell us a little bit about this chapter? Well, I feel that when you look out and you look at the news and you look at everything that we have been going through, specifically here in the United States, um, you know, we as a race of people, and I'm saying African-Americans, have really been dealing with, you know, uh, systemic racism and microaggressions and all kind of things in our workplace. And our black men are definitely, you know, sometimes when my husband goes out or my nephews or whoever, and, you know, you worry about them. And I just, I just wanted to, um, to try to put the word of God back out there uh, and let people know that God is love and that he has no respecter of persons. And then I also want to encourage, uh, you know, the, the people that feel that they have been, uh, you know, experiencing racism because it's mm-hmm. real. And so mm-hmm. I, but we have, but we don't, you know, I, I heard a quote, I don't know if I'm going to say it specifically or exactly, but it was talking about don't let the sin that somebody does against you turn around and make you sin against them. And so, yes, and basically, yes. so what am I saying is, is that love covers a multitude of sins. So we we got to stop there. You know, I don't believe that heaven is all black or white or blue or purple. Mm-hmm. I believe that mm-hmm. that it is it that it is filled with all of God's people that decided to do what He has told them to do. I don't believe yes. that. I don't I don't know what color God is, and I don't believe I believe He's colorless. I believe that 
He mm-hmm. made all of us out of what he wanted the world to look like. And I think that we have to be able to still push that out there as people in leadership. And I, I work in a diversity area that's trying to put, put more, um, you know, African-American, Latinos, and people of color in uh, engineering and science and technology. And I just want to let people know that as a Christian where we should stand, because it's more about being Christ-like than what color you are. And so that just prompted me as I looked around, and I really want to encourage everyone to go to God about what what, uh, he says about things as dealing with race. And what he says, he has no respect of person. And, and, you know, he may, there, there may be people in charge or whatever the case may be, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And I want to be able to give someone something to look at there. And I, we just have to continue to pray that people's hearts will change, that their hearts will change. Because if, you're, if your heart is geared towards God, how can you hate your brother? How can you hate your sister if mm-hmm. you love God? And, and I, I believe that it's becoming so bad now that people are turning to other religions because they're like, you know, you know, I've heard people say this is a, a you know, a, a white man's religion or a black man's religion or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. And so we're, we're really getting down in the nitty gritty. And at the end of the day, I just want to say that love covers a multitude, multitude. of sin. Yes. And yes, I just wanted yes. to put that in there for people to look at and see what God says about race. He says he knows the plans he has for all of us. And he says a plan for us all to prosper and not to harm us and to give us a hope and a future, Jeremiah 29 and 11. And so basically he's not saying that to just any one race. He's saying that to all his people that love him. Yes, amen, amen. And, you know, when, we, when you cut us, we all bleed red. You know, and so it's no race, and I, I, I just believe that, that the, the spirit, you know, it's about the spirit of God. It's about our spirit, and I could go on and on about that, and I've had, you know, um, heavy conversations about that, you know, where, where we're, you know, the, the Jews were black, and this, I said, but what does that matter? It was Jesus' blood who he shed on Calvary that died for us, so it wasn't a matter of race. It was a matter of what he did for us, and so we have to really look at that. But, you know, Minister Sarita, I thank you so much. This has been a powerful session. I mean, the glory of God is in this place right now, and I know that someone is listening, and I pray that the Lord has really touched you, and I know he has. May he deliver you. May he keep you. May he strengthen you in every area of your life. May deliverance come over your life. But with that being said, would you let the listeners know how they can get your book as well as how somebody may be able to contact you? Okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you for this opportunity. I've always godly admired you and everything (laughs) that you stand for. You are a powerful woman of God. I see God. When I see you, I see God in you, and I say that pure-heartedly, and I thank God for what you're doing. I definitely know that he has more and more and more for you. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm truly, truly grateful to you. Uh, if the, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, they can go to my website, hardandmouthministries.com, and either you can just search me on Sarita Acker, Heart and Mouth Ministries. And then also, if you desire for the to get the book, you can buy it there, or you can order it from Amazon. Uh, and also, you can contact me. Uh, my number and everything is on the website. And I would love to be able to do whatever you, you know, need uh, as God leads you. So thank you for that opportunity. Believing, speaking, and thinking God's kingdom promises 
I, I do decree and declare that if you get this, this will truly bless you. And please look for my second book out, uh, Throne Talk. Um, God, God says, I love you and I forgive you. Thank yes. you so much. Yes, and thank you so much, woman of God, for being on today. You know, I'm going to tell the listeners today, this is a powerful woman of God and just true in her own right. And I know that if you get this book, you will be changed. So continue to believe, think, and speak God's kingdom promises. And as you do that, he will manifest himself. Amen. And so thank you, listeners, for joining us. And we're going to be back again with Minister Sarita, and we're going to be talking about her book, that she has out, it's a girl thing, and it's talking about young girls in early math, science, and engineering. You know, you don't hear about that a lot, and they're kind of discouraged from taking those type of majors. And, 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 but I believe that there's a generation of women that are being raised up to be in the math, science, and engineering more than we've ever seen. And so we're going to come back on the next podcast and begin to talk about that. So I speak the blessings of the Lord over all listeners. May the Lord increase you on every side. May everything that you begin to decree and declare that is in the will and the power of God begin to come to pass. May you have a wonderfully blessed day and God bless. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.